Hello, folks. For the benefit of the ladies, a few hints on how to... Isotopica here on Resonance 104.4 FM. This is Simon Tushko. And this is the week when London appears to be hosting a festival of jumping, running, and hurrahing. Known as the Olympics. Le Cool, their fabulous guide, features uh, Flight, my aeroplane project, as being the simply the best alternative. Olympic accommodation. If anyone's interested, you can find that at www.flight, spelt P-H-L-I-G-H-T dot org, which is an aeroplane in an apartment, and I am hosting a hotel there um, for the length of the Olympics and um, for some time afterwards. 
for anyone that wants to spend a ridiculous amount of money inhabiting an artist mess in a tatty, run-down London block in a particularly neon-clad environment with an aeroplane running through it, a DC-10 Dakota, in fact. Also, last week, also Leipzig Austrian artist featured an appropriation of one of my appropriations, which was the Lenny Riefenstahl 1936 films, uh, the 1936 Olympics films she made, which were simply the most fabulous and quite horrific work of propaganda and fascism. Um, Extraordinarily beautiful piece of work and extraordinarily dark just below the surface of this sophistication, vulgarity and sophistication. There was of course the darkness of Dachau and the extermination camps and the looming World War II. In the version that I made, the films are played backward, therefore national flags get lowered. People stop achieving, medals are returned, and at the end of my Olympics, absolutely everyone is equal, a kind of uh, utopia, as opposed to the dystopia depicted by Lenny. Um, This work was originally approved for use by the International Olympic Committee, but then that use was withdrawn from me. And curiously, rogue artist Otto had appropriated the work while it was still on my website and chose to screen it on the opening night of the Olympics last week. And curiously enough, during Danny Boyle's rather fantastical and rather humanist opening ceremony, um, in my humble opinion, uh, Otto was screening that film and Critical Mass had been invited as potential guests at the screening in Bermondsey. Unfortunately, as many of you may know, and those that don't know, you should know, Critical Mass were arrested. Um, over 150 cyclists were arrested from a rather small and modest Critical Mass cycle ride, which has been going on for over eight years in London and for many years and in many cities across the world. Um, this peaceful protest was kettled um, the usual situation, kept for hours, standing in the street, and everyone was mass arrested, thrown onto buses and driven to the suburbs, and as I understand it, no facilities were given at appropriate times, and a very good friend of mine, and a true hero of the revolution, had no choice but to pee himself on one of the prison buses, um, when he offered to pee in a bottle, they told him they would arrest him for that as well such humanity while at the same time illuminated cyclists were showing the freedom of the bicycle in the olympic stadium what fun what contrasts what a city we live in anyway i hope you enjoy the selection we have for you today there's a little bit of captured audio from the critical mass arrests where it's plainly stated by an arresting officer that cycling is illegal. Take what you will from that. Take what you will from the other sounds displayed and music played in today's Isotopica. And good luck to anyone out there jumping over sticks. May your sticks be whatever you want them to be. Um, everyone else, soon things will be back as they usually are. What's love all? Enjoy the show. Thank you. 
No, you're not giving him water. We'll provide him with water. He needs to go. No, no, you're not. We haven't provided him water. He's been asking for it. That's down to the officer, isn't it? We're not going to give... We're not going to... And now he's, he's under arrest, so therefore, it's not down to you. It is a human right to abuse. I'm talking about... The officer will provide him with some water, okay? It's not down to you. It's down to us. He needs, he needs water, otherwise he will feel faint. He is feeling faint. Well, I'm not talking to you, BA. He's already stated what he needs, Sergeant. Okay, well, we will provide that for him. Okay, I'll, I'll, I don't is need... it okay if I stand here and, until he's actually provided with Okay, but not everybody, okay? okay? I'll stand here until he's provided right, can, you advise, can you advise your friends just to move on? I think we'll do whatever they want to do because I'm... I'm don't wait for me. Okay. I can move you from here and I know the law. Okay. Yeah. Well, number one, my colleague has his back to you. Okay? So therefore, okay, you you pose a threat to my colleague. Right, don't tell me. Don't tell listen, I am not getting into a row with you. I do, of course I know the law. I do, I'm a custody sergeant as well. I can quote pace to you, I can put everything to you, but I'm not going to. Do you know why? Because I'm not gonna entertain you in a conversation, honestly. Also, I have witnessed you, okay, I have witnessed you with the others, okay? Those people have breached Section 12 of the Public Order Act, okay? And so have you. I've been cycling. Cycling is not a crime. It is. 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 It is. Cycling is not a crime. It is. Cycling is not a crime. It is. Cycling is not a crime. It is. It is. It is. Cycling is not a crime. Cycling is not a crime. It is. 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 It is. Cycling is not a crime. It is. Cycling is not a crime. It is. Cycling is not a crime. It is. It is. It is. Cycling is not a crime. Cycling is not a crime. It is. 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 It is. Cycling is not a crime. It is. Cycling is not a crime. It is. Cycling is not a crime. It is. It is. It is. Cycling is not a crime. Cycling is not a crime. It is. 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 It is. Cycling is not a crime. It is. Cycling is not a crime. It is. Cycling is not a crime. It is. It is. It is. Cycling is not a
Um, all right, so my name is Cecile, mm -hmm. and um, who am I? Who are you? You're a writer. I um, think of you as a writer. Yeah, yeah, start, I'm starting to think about that, yeah. I used to think about me as like student, then bookseller, then dancer. Now I should be a writer. But you're going to be writing about dance, perhaps? Yeah, I did a lot about it. Yeah, I thought it was uh, inspiring enough, and I just like the characters that mm. I met, and I like their mind, like some things that it, that they hide, and just um, the dark, the darkest moment, the lonely moment. Mm. They're all lonely people. So, with the kind of you're doing, is it exotic dancing or erotic dancing? How would you describe it? Uh, for me, like I used to work in a couple of places, so I most of my job is in a peep show. Mm. So it's, I would say, like hardcore show. Mm -hmm. It's like behind the windows. Okay. Then we do private dances with this with some clients that want to book us, and. There, it's like open to everything, mm -hmm. everything you want to do. But um, otherwise, I uh, I did I did work in a couple of clubs, mm -hmm. uh, just dancing. It's I would say erotic dancing mostly because you just where I work, it's like fully naked clubs. Mm. So you just do lap dance and tabletop, and you drink a lot. Yeah, people like would mostly buy you drinks than buy your dances. <laughs> Buy your drinks in the dance. Yeah. I mean, you have to explain more because I've actually never been to one of these places. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen them on That's the Sopranos. Bada bing, bada yeah. Boom. yeah, I think yeah, I think what you see in Gangster's movie it's pretty much a curate. Um, which is just like a bar with some tables and then you've got pool mm. and girls there is a few girls. Depends how big the club is, but you've got a few girls on the stage dancing, some guys sitting next to the stage, and then you've got the girls on the floor. That's the girl who actually sell the lap dances to the customer. Mm -hmm. They're the hustlers. Right. Yeah, so they are entertaining and funny and pretty and everything you want them to be. <laughs> and what sort of characters yeah. have you met? You mentioned you sort of the characters and the minds, the dark side of the mind that you're Yeah, I'm at a lot a lot of old men, a lot, a lot, a lot, especially in the peep show because it's not in the bars. You can find a lot of different people, uh, young, young crowd, just some guys here to party. Uh, this is during the weekend mostly, and during the week, it's getting like more regulars and single men or married men, but uh, quite lonely or want something, want to look for something. I don't know different or something missing in their lives um, and then yeah peep show it's like the bottom like class the lowest class mm. like the really I could find all guys um, some guys were like yeah we not widow we would say that for a man Whittle? widow widow widows widow so widows yeah yeah like they've lost their wives and they mm -hmm. end up in a peep show yeah, <laughs> oh, some of them. Yeah, terribly tragic in this. It is. In some the, of them. Yeah. yeah. So what are these one euro slots? What's the? Because I just think of these slot machines. It's two dollars slot machine. Yeah. Mm. And then they've got where I work. They've got a cinema too, and this is highly yeah, gay um, population mm. in a cinema. And some of the guys I've been working there. I've been not working, but coming there for twenty years, every day. I left, that was quite bizarre, I left, I left work for six months, I came back and I saw exactly the same guy, exactly the same day, exactly the same seat wow. on, the, on the cinema, it's even the same booth in the peep show. Right. Yeah. The regulars, they know what they're The regulars, get. yeah. How long do they get for their two dollars? Forty seconds. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Forty seconds, yeah. And are you just doing a constant performance or do you do a 40 second performance? Depends. The thing is to make them put more and more and more coins. Okay. Mm. And you're good so. at that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. You want a commission from the slots? Yeah, 
Which is not great. You make all the money from the private dances. Tell me about yes. some of the characters you've met. Um, if you can. Yeah. I've met this guy. This is where, uh, when I worked in France, this guy was, I don't know, I think he was a bit disabled. Like, he was a bit, like, quite small and, like, um, not, yeah, obviously not really handsome. Was working in the post office in, uh, in Bordeaux and he was coming every week. He had leg warmers and I don't know how many pairs of trousers and cotton trousers. And he would all, all the time book like a lap dance, 45 minutes one, but he would finish after like 15 minutes. So mm -hmm. that was good. Because I'm a bit lazy, so. <laughs> <laughs> I so make he, them go early. <laughs> okay, so he books 15, 45 minutes. Stay 15. And then we talk a bit, we chat a bit, and yeah, he always like take off all his clothes one after one, and it takes an awful lot of time. So Hence I just 45 sat, minutes. <laughs> sit and wait, which is fine. And then he put them in the, in the, um, in the chair, and he sits and he watches. And, yeah, it's pretty nice, and um, it's been three years, four years I've not seen him, I'm, I'm wondering what he does. Then, there was this other one, who was quite old one too, and I discovered that I actually liked being like a, a slave. And he wanted, he one day bought a wig. And it was quite strange on him the wig because he was quite an old man. With, so with he was wearing wig. the wig, not you. Yeah, yeah, not me. And he was the slave, or yeah. you were the slave? He was. He was. Okay. Yeah. So, like, I saw him a couple of, like, a few times, and I had to, and he paid me to call him to to make him do, like, I don't know, whatever I had in my mind. And then I left. Uh, I left Australia, so I didn't see him again, but I was wondering, is it dead? That's actually, that I thought it was thought? really weird. Yeah, I don't know, one day I got a bit scared because I know that he liked to be um, strangled. Strangled. Strangled, but the thing is, with this kind of thing, S&M, you really need a training because it's, it can be dangerous. So I understand. Not, not everybody can be a dominatrix. It's it's requires a lot of technique and a lot of control and a lot of knowledge about body, about the person. But I tried to make it like easy, not too harsh. And then I felt like, oh my God, he's so fragile. I'm, I'm gonna kill him. It's actually a bit scary. So I, yeah, I tried to control myself a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That must be a very strange dynamic if you going into work to be in the mood to do something like that. Mm -hmm. How do you do that? I don't know. At the first first couple of times, I felt really awkward because I I had never done that, and you, and a lot of people are slaves, especially him. He's got quite a lot of experience behind, so he's quite exigent, and he knows what he likes, he knows what he he wants. So you need to be like good enough for for him, and. So I felt really awkward at the beginning, but I think it just... You kind of like me, like my accent, I think. Mm. Yeah, nice so. accent. <laughs> and I realized it was 64 one day. It was his birthday. Oh, he came to see a dominatrix for his birthday. Oh, uh, it was the, just the birthday a few weeks after, but okay. he told me it was his birthday soon. Mm. 64. <laughs> I'd like to say not so old, really. <laughs> <laughs> but he looked actually a bit older. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, with hobbies like those, they're probably quite aging. Yes. Yeah. A lot of them I see. A lot of like drunk and I don't know. A lot of them on ice. A lot of them take ice. Ice being. Uh, crystal meth. Methamphetamine. That's yeah. nasty, nasty oh, stuff. Oh, this is it? bad. I've never seen anyone smoke that. Oh my god! In Austria, I think there is quite a lot of people taking that. And Ouch. Yeah, this is pretty, um, oh, I, I recognize the look. They are really excited and really like, first, but frustrated at the same time. It's, it's really strange. They've got, they're like sweating and then with crazy eyes. 
Horrible. It's kind of weird. And they say, oh, it's like one used to tell me how good lover he was. And oh, I'm like, oh, it would be so amazing. It would take me to holidays and do this and do that. But this is just the ice speaking. <laughs> yeah, that's just the ice. And they all think that they're amazing lovers, all these guys. Mm. And I can imagine that drug doesn't make that the case. Well, I don't know. Well, I guess it wouldn't. Mm. But um, so I had this one, and then another one we... Um, who was it? Yeah, and one actually was, it was pretty nice. Yeah, all the same, and then he said to me after when he left me, he said like, oh, thank you, you don't feel as old, actually, as I am. I feel like, you know, rejuvenated or something. <laughs> it's, it's nice, because I tend to be really cynical about it. So sometimes just to have like simple, um, just like simple thing with people, like where they really enjoy it, mm -hmm. and you feel that they need it and you feel like you've done something good, like sort of, <laughs> for okay. them, because most of them don't really have the choice. Okay, that makes perfect sense. Providing a service and providing something that yeah. they need. Yeah. But you're intending to write about this. That's, mm -hmm. that's, that's interesting. So where do you think you're going to go with this fiction? Uh, Comedy, noir? Yeah. Where are you going to take it or do you have an idea yet? I, I don't know yet. It's a bit fresh for me now. Uh, I know that I've read a lot of, quite a few girls writing about, you know, escorting uh, or peep shows. I think there was like this girl who wrote this book and it turned into a TV, English TV show about a call girl, English call girl. There was this um, filmmaker. Upstairs, downstairs. Uh, no, that's an English joke, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get English jokes. <laughs> I try. Um, there was this filmmaker, she did stripping for one year, and now she's known at all the filmmaker but was a stripper, that's a bit ridiculous. Mm. But they all talk about them, and like, it's, it's quite, yeah, it's, um, especially the one, like, uh, it's Diablo Cody, I think her name. She's, uh, she wrote Juno, the movie Juno. Oh yeah, of course Juno I've seen. Yeah, and she wrote this book Candy Candy Girl and then she speaks only about her and like one year in, I think one year in stripping is not really enough to get inside because in one year you just have the time to get familiar with the job, it's not this easy. So I know that they are all speaking about them and me and why and how. I, I don't know, I think I I don't know exactly where it's going to take me, actually. Mm. <laughs> That's the exciting part of the beginning of a new creative project. Yeah, I just, I just feel like, you. yeah, it feels like, I feel like doing it. Don't want to put too much of um, me in action. I just want to talk about the person I meet, the atmosphere, what I can perceive maybe from their mind, like from what they want me to see. I look forward so. to reading it. <laughs> and maybe seeing the film of the book. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, so that's... Yeah, that's the plan. Maybe not. I don't have plans. Good. I can't make plans. <laughs> no, they're difficult things. I'm too random. Exactly. Nice way. I like a random radio interview. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Cool. Yeah. Thanks for telling me that story. No problem, thank you. Thank you very much. La nuit, c'est ma copine depuis tu l'as verni. Rappelle-toi, ma petite mine, ce bistrot de Paris où je t'ai prise dans mes bras sans même te dire veux-tu. Ces choses-là, ça se dit pas, ça se fait, n'en parlons plus. On dit que la nuit est blanche quand on y voit du noir. Au barbacoa blanche qui nous vendait le bonsoir. La scène, c'est notre pernou, nos yeux vont s'y saouler. C'est pas qu'on se fout à l'eau, 
Mais c'est bon d'y penser Quand on est à chercher Le pourquoi, le comment De nos vies embrassées Autour de tant de boniments On dit que la vie est rose Quand on la voit comme ça Faut bien dire quelque chose Sinon on dirait quoi Quand on roule dans la nuit comme ça, au pif moi ça, à chercher dans Paris des trucs et des Java, moi je pense à la mer qui vient et puis qui va, et je me dis que sur terre on ne sait pas où l'on va, on dit que le ciel est bleu, Gagarine dit pas ça. La terre est bleue Allez savoir pourquoi On passe nos nuits à l'as En attendant quoi donc Que tout passe et tout lasse Comme dit la chanson À Paris il y a du spleen Qui pousse des pavés Et c'est ça ma petite mine Qu'on se tue à faucher on dit qu'on boit du noir Mais peut-être qu'on déconne Et puis nos petites histoires Ça fait tort à personne Ah J'adore la France, isn't it? It's so delightful. That was uh, Leo Ferrer, French chansonnier and classic man of words and music. Um, kind of the best of French, I feel. Um, you've been listening to I Stop Girl with me, Simon Tishko, here on Resonance 104.4 FM. I would like to thank special guest Cecile, who was a random visitor to my domestic flight project um, who in, gave a little interview about her life as an international erotic dancer um, thanks and good luck to Critical Mass everyone that was arrested and uh, out on the most outrageous bail terms imaginable and I hope you would like to join me same time, same place next week where we shall do things with our ears and our minds here on Resonance 104.4 FM. Further details of this and other episodes of My Stopker can be found on my website, which is www.theculture.net. Thanks for tuning in. Speak to you all soon.